So get this, a blonde and a brunette walk into a bar, bathroom, and become best friends and start a podcast. Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Volrath. I'm Jenny Valier. And you're listening to Miss Independence. For this week's episode of Miss Independence, we have Shri Sani, and she is our reigning Miss World America Washington and a global speaker who inspires others to overcome their hardships, be kind 100% of the time, and live a joyful life. She has turned her adversities to advocacy. Sheree is a survivor of facial burns and a heart surgery for a permanent peacemaker implant just at the age of 12. Shree's nonstop work has led her to speak in over 80 cities, 15 states, and six countries, wow, <laughs> while being a full-time college student. Shree recently graduated from the University of Washington while being a visiting student at Harvard, Yale, and Stanford University. Oh my gosh. Shree's life story of overcoming struggles and her volunteer work has earned recognition and awards from the governor, secretary of state, and many dignitaries around the world. Shree was even voted the Best Pageant Title Holder Award at the Global Beauty Awards. Shree believes that we need to nourish our hearts daily with positive thoughts so that we can overcome difficulties in life and remain eternally grateful. So Shree, you have a pretty remarkable story, it seems like. Why don't we just get right into having you tell us about yourself and your story? Mm -hmm. So I was raised up in a small town in Washington state, and I have always wanted to make a difference in this world. And the avenue that I found to make a huge difference was through pageantry. And that was my dream since I was five years old because I saw Miss World on TV when I was five and I saw these girls helping in their communities and I was just called to do the same. And I knew that I could be one of those girls in my community and be a leader in my community. So um, it all started with a dream and then I finally won a national title middle of college. I won Miss India USA. And then senior year, I won Miss India Worldwide. Um, And then I got to travel to six countries. That's why I have friends from Guyana, Trinidad and Tobago tuned in because I made such great friendships there. And now I have finished my reign as those two titles. And now I'm focused on the Miss World and Miss World's America organization because this was the organization that really inspired me and captivated me to start my journey in pageantry. So you've been through so much adversity since a young age. Uh, What really pushed you through it all? So what really pushed me, those who are tuned in and might not know what I have gone through, I have a pacemaker, which is, it's a machine that sends electric shocks to my heart and it allows me to live. But that heart surgery, you know, came with its own difficulties and challenges. My left side of my body was attached with a cast and I was handicapped for a while. And um, a few years ago, I was in a car accident that left my face with facial burns. I could not even recognize myself. No one could believe that I went through this trauma and still wanted to go back to college just two weeks after that accident. But what really helped me and pushed me to go through this was knowing that, you know, I'm still blessed. I still have a home. I still have food. I still have water. And I saw poverty in India when I was very young. I saw kids my age begging for food on the streets. And that sight never left my mind. And it always reminded me that no matter what I go through in life, as long as I have the basic necessities, I'm still so blessed. 
And it is my duty to stay optimistic and grateful. And even though I had huge challenges, I cannot let them boggle me down because there's other people who have so little and still they're so grateful. You gained national attention for last year's Miss World America pageant. And I remember reading about it. This was before I even knew who you were. I knew nothing about you. I just saw your story. Can you tell us exactly what happened? It was so sad because it's like the most important day of the year, one of the most important days of your life. I was just happy. I was in happy spirits and I came on stage and you know how you like say your name and your state. And I, so I did that. I said, Shri Siani, Washington. I did my opening number dance and then I was changing from my opening number dress to my evening gown dress. And the next thing I remember, I am, I wake up to all these people around me and they're asking me where I am and my mom's like yelling Shri you're at Miss America wake up and I'm like I never competed for Miss America this is Miss World America (laughs) (laughs) and and then they're asking me like how old I am where I am and I I don't know I'm like is this a dream like I'm just so confused I even asked like did I graduate from college because this was just a few months after my graduation so I've never collapsed in my life. I've never passed out. Like even with having such a low heart rate, like my heart used to not beat for five seconds at a time. I think it was just a circumstance that was not in my reach. I had no control over it. It was just a random nerve in your body that went off. I just remember being in the ER room and it was the Vegas ER room. So you can imagine how loud the ER room in Vegas could be like there was patients and doctors just yelling at the top of their lungs. And I'm just like in my evening gown (laughs) in one room with my mom and dad and my friends who had found out what happened. So they can't figure out exactly what caused it because I was hydrated and I was emotionally doing well. Um, But I just say, you know what, I believe in God's timing. And if this was not the year for me to finish that competition, then that is totally fine. I'm just gonna take this year and work on myself and find the good in this. And later that day, I had judges come into my room like at 2 a.m. They gave me my sash and my People's Choice sash and People's Choice crown. And I started crying. Contestants came that night. A lot of things were happening. They didn't let me like drink water for like five hours after I collapsed because they had to do like some CAT scans and you can't drink or have food. And then next morning, the reigning Miss World came with Miss World America, Marissa. So I I just focused on like the friendships I made. I didn't think too much about, oh no, I I can't compete because I knew that if that was not meant for me that night, that is okay. Like I'm I'm still just happy to be alive because anything could have happened. But my test came out fine. And in a few months, I was back to feeling like healthy. So it was just a very random incident. Wow, that story gives me the chills and you know, you had such a huge support from the pageant community because even though I had no idea who you were, I saw it from multiple people, which is insane to me just to know how small this world is. And it's incredible that after all you've gone through, you still have such a positive mindset through it all. You had mentioned it's all the positive things in your life that push you through. Is there someone who motivates you or inspires you that also helps you get through your adversity? 
Yeah, definitely. I watched a documentary when I was really young on Bill and Melinda Gates, and I saw the amount of work that they were doing in these third world countries. And I started reading books on them. I just read Melinda Gates' book, Moment of Lift. And I think that family, and also they live in Washington State, so it, it was a family that was really close to my town. And I just remember reading and watching their documentaries of how humble they were and how they seeked so much knowledge over the problems that they were tackling. You know, Mr. Gates, Bill Gates, he would read a dozen of books on a problem that he was solving. And Melinda Gates, she would travel across the world from Washington to go to these remote villages and sit down with villagers and, you know, really ask the people, what is the root cause of the problem that you're facing in your village? What are the things that you feel that the government is not helping you with? What are the challenges that make you, you know, be stuck in poverty that make you incapable of providing food and education for your children? Their foundation and their work always inspired me to think outside of the box, to equip myself with the knowledge on, you know, my platform is heart health and emotional health, but I really want to go to the root cause of the problem on why do we have such a big scarcity when we are talking about these emotional issues about suicide rates increasing, about heart disease being the number one killer. Why is it that we still haven't prevented diseases that have solutions? So their breadth of work and the amount of knowledge that they continue to seek has always inspired me to think of what can I do more? So I'm really grateful, I think, to the state I have work with over a hundred charities with my family and I will be serving till my last breath. Everything you've done is a testament to who you are as a person. And I've heard a lot about India throughout your conversation. So I'm just curious to know where you were born and when you came to the U.S. Um, so I was born in Punjab, India. Punjab is a state north of India. And I've gotten so much support from them, even though we moved to the States when I was just a baby, like four, five years old. After I got crowned, I was all over national newspapers in India saying that a Indian origin girl wins Miss World America Washington is appointed Miss World America Washington. So I've been in Washington since I was about five years old. I have lived in Colville, Washington, Moses Lake, George, and now I'm in Ellensburg. But central Washington has been my home for the past like 15 some years. So central Washington and Washington State are my home. Can you talk in Hindi? Can you share a sentence with us in Hindi? Yes, um, I, I do speak Hindi and Punjabi, um, but I'll speak in Hindi and I'll just say, "Mera pyara India, main aapko baat yaad karti hu, and main October mein aana chahti hu India ke liye, India mein. To fir, um, hopefully, main aapko Mumbai mein dekhungi, and mere parents live karte in Punjab mein. To main shayad Punjab bhi aon in India, but thank you ki aapne mere ko itna support diya, and mere ko itna pyar diya." I just said um, I cannot wait to go back to India and I hope I can come this October and both to Mumbai and Punjab where my grandparents live. Aww. How do you define success? For me, the definition of success is the amount of impact one makes in their lifetime. So I hope that regardless of whatever profession someone is going in, they always think of ways that they can give back because I truly believe that because we were born with the blessings of having home, shelter, food, and we were born with these basic necessities, like it's our duty to give back. 
you're someone who's such a great example of being more than a crown and you've really shown how beauty pageants can shape a young woman. So can you talk to us more about your pageant journey and where you started? I know you had mentioned that you're with the Miss World organization, but talk to us why you enjoy beauty pageants so much and what it is about them. The thing I enjoy the most about pageantry is the impact I'm able to make. Recently, I was in Texas and I was doing a Q&A session with like a bunch of girls and their moms and dads about pageantry. This girl like came up to me afterwards in tears, like bawling and she couldn't like I had to just like hug her and tell her, oh, it's okay. It's okay to cry. I understand this is an emotional weekend and it was like their national pageant. So she mentioned to me that she has been following my reign for a while and she was so grateful that I was vulnerable enough to share my insecurities, to share about the times where I was bullied and share about the times when I you know, didn't win or didn't succeed with the goal that I had. And she felt like a sense of relief hearing my stories and my struggles because she too was being bullied at that time and she too felt like she could not reach her potentials because of the challenges she was having in her lives. So just hearing that message and that impact, you know, makes my pageant journey and and the whole experience of pageantry so fruitful for me. And that's what got me started. And that's what is propelling me to do more and not just in pageantry, but also with my studies and with the subjects that I'm studying, I want to focus on policymaking. So I can, you know, hopefully make the biggest impact with policy and with the knowledge I've seeked from pageantry. What is your favorite story from a pageant? In Guyana, I had told, okay, this is my favorite pageant story. So I told the directors that I don't want a big welcome because my flight was landing at 6 a.m. in Guyana from Seattle. And Guyana is a country in South America. So I told them that I don't want a big welcome. And I know that the directors of Guyana are so warm and welcoming. And I knew that they were going to do something big when I landed, but they made my weekend in Guyana very memorable. And I remember when I landed after like 20 some hours of traveling, they had invited all the eight some pageant contestants and all the sponsors to come. And that made that trip so memorable. And when I also landed in Guyana, they had about, I think, 10 some journalists at the airport waiting. So that was my most memorable experience in pageantry is seeing how much that country celebrates pageant contestants and title holders and how much they dedicate their time into making people who come and visit their pageant feel really welcomed. Did you ever feel in any pageant it was only about beauty and why? No, I never felt any of the pageants that I've judged have ever been solely based on beauty. There's always been an interview aspect in each pageantry, which tests their girls' service projects and really seeks the girl who is like the best role model for her chosen charity and for that pageant that she's in. Top five, top 10 girls are always asked on stage questions. And even with pageants that I've judged that don't have interview. So pageantry is about being the best ambassador you can be for that organization. So I've, I've never felt that a pageantry is all about external beauty. What are some of your goals right now? What are you pursuing? So right now, I'm actually preparing for Miss World's America Nationals to take place. There hasn't been any news about it yet, but that you know, Miss Roll system has been my dream system. Outside of that, I am my biggest goal is to obtain a master's degree in public policy. 
So I've been studying for the GRE and I've been like researching schools that I want to go into. But every school has like different requirements and different tests you want to take. But I would love to be a policymaker and especially focus on emotional health curriculum because I think in our schools we teach and it's important that we teach like math, science and English. But I think it's more important to teach life skills to students at a young age on how to tackle with anxiety, how to tackle with rejection, and how to tackle with, you know, negativity that might come their way so they can make their own decisions and make wise decisions and be solution-oriented. I'm just really passionate about that particular subject in public policy, so I'm, I'm applying for grad schools. You know, it depends on what will happen with pageant titles, but in the next few years, I, I see myself getting a master's degree. Well, I can't even imagine being a title holder right now during this pandemic and the weight of the unknown, like wondering if your national pageant is still going to take place on time. I didn't even realize you were going through that. So can you talk to us about what you've been experiencing during this time? I've actually been doing like virtual appearances. Just this past week, I received like four certificates from different nonprofits that I have been continuing to help. So I've been, you know, donating food to my local food bank every week. I've been working with a mentorship program in Allensburg, and I've been doing a lot of admin work for a lot of nonprofits locally. I am the one who will always find opportunities, even in times of a global pandemic. Just like two days ago, I reconnected with Child Health Foundation, which is a nonprofit in India. And I posted about them on my website. I spoke to the head of those nonprofits and have something coming up next month. So I'm still continuing to prepare for future speeches and future appearances while still doing a lot of online and virtual help as much as I can. How have you balanced it all so well? Being a full-time student, traveling, being a pageant queen, how do you do it all? Oh, I think it's it all just drives from passion. So I feel like when you're truly passionate for something, you will find time for it and you will find a way to balance. But one thing that really helps me is writing down everything, planning ahead. I think when you plan, you actually end up saving so much time in execution. And I like also believe in self-discipline. Sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes it's, you know, you don't want to work on a task, but you have to because you know you have an appearance this weekend and you won't be able to meet that particular deadline this week. So I just always rewire my mind and tell myself that I am grateful that I get to do this. And I'm so honored that I have this title and it's only with me for a year. So I better utilize it. So I always remind myself to find joy in being self-disciplined and find joy in planning ahead because that will help me, you know, do the thing that I love the most. And that's what I did even in college. I would sometimes even wake up earlier during the week so I could study and take my midterms early so I could do international travels during the weekends. Can you walk us through a day in life? What does your day look like when you wake up until you hit the pillow at night? So I wake up and I'm quarantined right now with my parents. So I usually like go to the living room and say something super quirky. And I joke around with my family and I just have like a random dance party or I wake up and I say, what's up, pop? What's up, mom? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just like I just want to start my day on like a good, happy note. One of my goals this year is to wish everyone on their birthday. So I always go on Facebook and I 
you know how like on Facebook on the top right corner you see like everyone's birthday so that was like that's something that I start my day with I am also like helping my parents with their business because there are essential workers so I, I do a lot of admin work in the morning but during the evening is when like my passion project starts you know writing speeches and emailing and corresponding with nonprofits and appearances this summer and this fall I actually had like 10 appearances in March that got canceled and delayed. So I'm still working towards those appearances, hopefully taking place this fall when, you know, things are safe. And then I actually created a dance studio in my garage two weeks ago. So I'm working on my dance and flexibility. And then just, I like to write down what I want to achieve the next day, the night before. But yeah, just spending time with friends and family virtually is an essential part of my day as well. Tell us a story or a time that you really enjoyed being a title holder at a certain event. Um, So there was an event in Virginia and I was, which is your home. Hello. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was there last year, um, I think sometime in July and they had this national pageant. It was um, Thana Telugu Association of North America and this national pageant was like seven hours long because they had like teen and miss and misses. So it was seven hours and they, it was so, they were just so loving and they like brought me breakfast, lunch and dinner <laughs> throughout Aww. the entire pageant to my judges table. Um, and there was this boy who he was like 13 years old and he's like such a He's, he's like a big pageant fan too. So he had um, been following my journey and he like came up to me and he like knew everything about my journey, like my hometown, what I had studied, where I had gone to school, like he knew about Harvard, Yale, Stanford. And he just said that he really appreciated that I continue to talk about anti-bullying. And um, he came up to me and he like already had a card he had like wrote a card for me because he knew I was going to be there. And he shared to me how he was actually being bullied in, in middle school. Just having that moment with him and knowing that, you know, it really matters what you say and it does create an impact really impacted me in a way to, you know, continue talking about anti-bullying because sometimes you hear about bullying and pageantry and you're like, oh yeah, that's like overdone, but it's overdone because it is such a huge problem. And um, I remember I judged Nam this past Thanksgiving and I asked like a topic that a, a girl would want to talk about. And out of like the hundreds of girls that I asked that question, like 90% of them said bullying. Um, so I think that was really memorable knowing that what you say truly does matter and does make an impact. And um, having a 13-year-old in Virginia know my story when I'm from Washington State shows you that, you know, pageantry does have a huge reach and impact. So utilize your crown and um, your sash and even post-pageantry like both of you are doing with your podcast, you know, keep utilizing your title um, because you're forever that title and you're going to be forever identified with it. And um, so that was really, really memorable having him share his experience with me. What's next for you? What's some things that you have coming up? I haven't shared this yet, but I was accepted to give a TEDx talk next month. I just got the news yesterday through an email that they're going to make the TEDx talk virtual. I believe it's May 23rd. So my (laughs) goal is to hopefully make a very successful TEDx talk. Another goal is to work with Bill and Melinda Gates. I've already worked with uh, Mimi Gates 
their mother, Bill Gates, like stepmom. I was in talks with them in February, hopefully meeting with them and and sharing with them the work that I've done with my nonprofit. But then, you know, the entire world shut down with the coronavirus and they're focusing on that right now. But I would be such an honor to work with them. I think other than that, I'm, I'm really focused on applying for a master's degree in public policy and preparing for that. But my life goal would be to implement an emotional health curriculum in every state in the United States of America. So we can hopefully lessen the problems of having suicide rates and poverty and dropouts rate because we would have equipped students starting from an elementary school on how to tackle those problems and how to break those cycles. So that's my life goal is to implement emotional health classes in the U.S. Well, we are rooting for you. Thank you. And you're coming with me on this journey. Yeah, I'm (laughs) proud to be a part of it. Both of us are. Bria, I want to ask, you were voted Best Pageant Title Holder, congratulations, at the Global Beauty Awards. What do you Mm -hmm. think sets you apart as a title holder? I believe it's my breadth of work, how much I have traveled. I'm so honored that I got the chance to travel in 19 states, 80 cities, and six countries. And I couldn't have done it without the love of so many people. But I also think it's my desire to create opportunities to serve sets me apart. I'm always finding opportunities where I can give back. And even in doing this quarantine, I, you know, continue to work with nonprofits. Um, so I think my desire to to give back has really set me apart from, you know, perhaps the other contestants. We are going to go ahead and do our this or that questions. Shri, we're just going to fire off a bunch of this or that's, and then you have to answer them as fast as you can. So fun. First one, very difficult. Pageants or travel? Um, Pageants. (laughs) (laughs) Reading or Netflix? Oh, reading, 100%. (laughs) India or USA? USA. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that'd be tough. (laughs) Okay, interview or onstage question? on on stage question dance or modeling oh dance (laughs) easy (laughs) bollywood dance or hip-hop oh i guess i'll do bollywood (laughs) because you know hip-hop i i actually was on my college hip-hop team and we had to do so many headstands and kick-ups and man those were hard but i got them down but i think bollywood is so much more fun volunteer work (laughs) or a gala oh volunteer work natural or glam Oh, natural. Miss World or Miss America? Miss World. And then your last one is sweet or salty? Um, I should probably say salty, but I'm sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast and do the Instagram live. You have such an inspiring story. And from what Thank I've you. seen from all of the comments, you're such a hard worker and a great title holder. So we appreciate you being on here. Thank you so much. Thank you for your love. And um, I hope next time I can ask both of you questions about the work that you guys are doing. But thank you for taking the time to interview me and creating this podcast for us. Can you tell us how people can keep up with you, your social media handles and all that? Add me on Facebook at Shri Sani. I have a personal page and a public page. And you can also follow me on Instagram, Shri Sani. And that's spelled S-H-R-E-E-S-A-I-N-I. And I also have a website, ShriSani.org. My email is Shri at ShriSani.org. Do connect with me and, you know, follow me so I can, you know, support you back.
Well, hey, thanks for hanging out with us. If you've enjoyed our podcast, we would love to have you back. Yeah, feel free to subscribe and give us your review. Hoping for five stars. Join us next time and thanks for listening.